Hallelujah. Now, no checking the scores on your uh, cell phones now. Some of you are watching the Super Bowl. Technology is something else now, right? Amen. It's just, uh, praise God. I remember thinking about years ago when I was associate pastor in Arizona. We had uh, actually the platform. It was an old 80s platform, 70s or whatever. We had two the pastor's seats up on the platform in the back, I mean, behind the preacher. And I remember, I was a Dallas fan at that time before I met Pastor Judy. And so there was a Super Bowl, and I remember sitting up there as an associate. We had a telephone hooked up to the sound people in the back, and they would phone me with a score. And while the pastor was preaching, I'd pick up the, you know, the regular old phones, you know what I mean? And, and they tell me the score. So that's how I kept track of, that was a really spiritual service back then, amen? <laughs> Glory to God, amen. Praise the Lord. How many of you ever took transistor radios? Remember what they were? And listened to the games that's during school, you know, like the baseball games and stuff like that. Any of you ever do that? Pastor, I knew she, she would do it. Amen. You have those Sneakles earphones or something in your ear. Hallelujah. Well, don't worry about it. Your, your team's going to win, whichever one it is. I'm voting for the angels tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want to minister on the subject of angels. Is that okay? Hallelujah. Praise God. I want us to turn to uh, Psalms 103, and I just want to read verse 1 because I like it. <laughs> and then we're going to skip down uh, in just a moment and talk about angels. See, the, the blessing is operating, especially the New Testament. Hallelujah. Jesus paid the price. So we're not under the curse anymore. He became a, the curse for us hanging on the tree that we might receive the blessings of Abraham and the, and the promise of the Holy Spirit. So Psalms 103 is very powerful. The first couple verses there, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Praise God, benefits. Now, you, now, now through the, the, the thread of what we're talking about tonight, I want you to realize that angels are there they are covenant enforcers and they are active with us and in us around us all the time hallelujah bless the lord O my soul forget not all his benefits who forgives all of your iniquities and who heals all of your diseases who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, the, all, the whole chapter is wonderful. It's one of those you need to have marked in your Bible. But down in verse 20, it says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength who do his word. Some translation says, who hearken to his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all of his works in all places 
of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Hallelujah. Praise God. So I just want to share some scriptures and some thoughts with you tonight as far as angels are concerned because I believe we're living in the day, in the end time, and there are angels among us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And they are uh, innumerable. They are uncountable. Let's put it that way. Amen. There's many more of them with us than is with the enemy. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, remember, only a third of the angels fell with Lucifer. <laughs> Praise God. So the majority wins. Amen? Hallelujah. So his angels, it says, excels in strength who do his word. I want you to think about that, who, who, who does his word. The angels hearken to the word of God. Praise the Lord. So a couple scriptures, uh, several scriptures I want to bring to your attention tonight is Acts chapter 1, verse 10. And this is uh, the ministry of angels. We see it through the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I believe in the day and age that we live right now, we're going to be even seeing and interacting more with a, the angelic presence. Hallelujah. Praise God. It wasn't, uh, in fact, the church in Brockton, uh, I remember, uh, who saw the, the dancing? Pastor Judy, okay? The worship team at that time, she saw angels dancing with the worship team. And I've shared this story. There was a, also a, a, a man that came in, and Karen McCool, uh, in the Brockton church. He came in. We never did see him before. He was... Uh, up there in years, but he came in, and uh, I don't know if anybody talked to him, but Karen, but he said, you know, those angels were having a good time up there on the platform. He may have been an angel. I don't know, because we never did see him again. That one service, hallelujah. But in Acts chapter 1, verse 10, we see that the disciples were there when Jesus was taken up into heaven, and it says in verse 10, and as they were gazing intently into the sky, while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. In Acts chapter 5, verse 19, it says this. I mean, the angels were very active in the book of Acts. Let's face it, praise God. But during the night, an angel of the Lord opened the gates of the prison, and he took them out. Hallelujah. See, the angels are actively watching over us and doing the work that, you know, to make sure that we are doing what we're supposed to do, that we have access to the promises of God. And, you know, when, when Paul and Silas were put, was put in jail and, uh, you know, Peter and, and different ones, the angels were there. Of course, they, let me say this, they hearken to the voice of the word. Now I want you to remember that tonight. They don't hearken to your complaining. Now what do you think attracted the angels to the scene of Paul and Silas in jail? They were singing, they were worshiping, they were praising God. They weren't saying, oh me, oh my, 
You know, they weren't operating in fear. They were operating in joy. They were operating in victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And that was like a magnetic force that brought the angels (laughs) to them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So anytime you get a bunch of praisers together, anytime you get a bunch of people believing together and speaking the word of God, it activates your angels. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Philip was a deacon. In Acts chapter 8, verse 26, it says, but an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, get up and go. Some of you need the angel to say to you, get up and go. Yeah. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, send those angels Sunday morning to people that say, get up and go to church. Get up and go to church. Praise God. (laughs) Hallelujah. But they spoke to Philip, get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. Praise God. So so we see the angel uh, ministering and talking to Philip. Hallelujah. Are you ready for an angel to visit you? Some of you get kind of nervous if an angel showed up. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Let's look at Acts chapter 10. This is about Cornelius. And this is important because when we're believing God for our families and for our relatives, some of your prayers are the only thing that's keeping some of them alive until they come into the kingdom of God. You pray in divine protection over them, and there are angels that sent forth to, to protect them until they receive Christ. Hallelujah. So you need to rejoice in that. Amen. It says here, at about the ninth hour of the day, he, uh, he clearly saw in a vision an angel of God who had just come in and said to him, Cornelius, and fixing his gaze on him and being much alarmed, he said, what is it, Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and alms have ascended as a memorial before God. Now dispatch some men to Joppa and send for a man named Simon, who is called Peter. And at the same time that took place, God was already dealing with Peter in a vision when he was on the housetop. And that supernatural, mm, pray, we've got to start walking in the realm of the supernatural. Amen. We've got to push ourselves over into that area and start believing God to just not, well, I think I'll go witnessing today, or I think I'll do, which is good. But wouldn't it be great if we would be so sensitive, amen, and aware of that we could be directed by the Holy Spirit, the inner witness, or an angel appear to you and say, well, go down to Walmart. There's a lady down there that you're going to run into, and you're going to minister to her, and she's going to get saved in her household. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. And at the same time, God's working on the other end. We need to let go and let God do what he wants to do. We are the church. We're the ecclesia. Amen. He said, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so he sent angels to assist us. They're not going to do the job for us, but they're going to assist us. Amen. And we're going to see some more scriptures. Praise the Lord. 
Uh, it says that uh, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Come on now. There are, literally, there are angels all around. There are angels, and remember, they operate according to the word of God. They hearken to the word of God. A lot of your angels are unemployed. They're standing, twiddling their thumbs, waiting for the word to come out of your mouth, or even waiting, not only the spoken word, but think about this, how about even just obeying the gospel. Walking in love. Amen? If you're in a bad mood, if you're grumpy, what do you think your angels are gonna do? They're not gonna hearken to your attitude. My brother's message on, and, and I was thinking about this was I was listening to a testimony of a prophet teacher, and he was sharing that he had just come back from overseas doing a, a, a convention, a crusade, ministry, and uh, anytime you, you go over to Europe or whatever, it's a long flight, and, and you're usually tired, jet lag, and all this kind of stuff, but he, didn't, he, you know, he had this long flight home, and he had committed to going up north, okay, to an area where he had to fly again, but then he had to drive for hours to get to this place, and he was only going to minister to 100 people, all right? So he just come back from probably ministering with thousands of people and reaching people and whatever, and he was tired. How many of you have been tired and cranky before? Okay? He was tired and cranky, and he was, you know, he, he was telling himself, why did I do this? Why did I commit? Is there, he was thinking, how can I get out of this commitment? I've given my word. And the thing is that at the same time, a friend of his came who was a prophet slash intercessor that came to visit him. And, uh, and you know, he, he told this, this man about what was going on, about this commitment he had. And and uh, the intercessor said, okay, I'll stay here at the house. You go on and take care of that commitment that you've, that, that, that you've said you would take care of. And, you know, this man said, oh, I don't want to do this. How many of you have ever thought that? I just don't want to do I don't want to go to church today. <laughs> I don't want to do the nursery today. I don't just, we're complaining, right? We're getting a lot of cranky. So what caught my attention was, okay, the, this man Got on the plane. He went up there. He said, everything was just wrong. He was miserable. Nothing was going right on his way to this place he was still going to preach at. And, uh, and, and the thing is about this intercessor that stayed back, and uh, this man of God found out later, intercessor walked into this, this minister's study, okay? And when he walked in, now an intercessor, a real intercessor can see things in the spirit, Say this sometimes can be what they call seers. He walks into this man's office, and there was a bunch of, a bunch of angels 
in this man's office. And this intercessor picked up on it and said, why are you here? You're supposed to be with so-and-so. Why are you here? And he began to intercede. Praise God for intercessors, right? And immediately the angels took off. Just whoop, out of there. And this man, he said, he was in this grumpy mood. He was just, you know, whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, the atmosphere changed. He began to brighten up. He left his angels behind. You know why he left his angels behind? Because he had an attitude problem. And his angels only operate within the realm of the word of God. Love, joy, peace. Come on now. And this man was, so that'll make you, you know, think about it when you're grumpy and you're coming to church. You don't want your angels to stay at home, do you? You want them to come with you. So I was thinking about this. Why, you know, a lot of times we, 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 we don't think about the help and we have the Holy Spirit, which is a helper on the inside, but we have angels that, uh, that's working with us all the time and very active. But yet, if we don't do the word of God, I don't understand just speak the word of it. We talk about confession and so on and so forth. And we should do that, be working on having the right things come out of our mouth, but even attitudes. Let's look at uh, James chapter one. James was the Lord's brother, and he shared some practical things with us. Now, I'm preaching this so that we can get our angels activated. Amen? Amen. Say, I want my angels activated. I don't want them to stay back when I have to go somewhere, okay? I want them with me, hallelujah. All right, this is what James says. He's very practical. He said, be doers of the word and not hearers only. Be doers. Now, what do the angels do? They hearken to the word. Here, James says, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, he goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. Hallelujah. Amen. So when you're doing a job for the Lord, do it with gladness. Do it even if your flesh it doesn't feel like it. Act like you're happy. Turn to the person next to you and say, act like you're happy. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you, you, you have to act it before it actually manifests. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So it says, <clears throat> you'll be blessed in whatever you do if you continue in the perfect law of liberty. And what is the perfect law of liberty? Liberty. Say love. love. And I'm going to read chapter, I'm not going to read chapter 13 of 1 Corinthians. That's the love chapter. But that's how we are to act. But if we act differently, what are our angels going to do? Nothing. <laughs> Don't you want them with you? Yeah. 
to protect you in the car, protect you over here, minister to you? Come on now. Hallelujah. Let's look at uh, James chapter 2, verse 18. James is very practical. But someone will say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So what does that mean? That means you can talk faith. You can try to convince other people that you have faith, that you have the victory. You can come to church and put on that Christianese. Hey, man, your super Christian suit on Sunday morning. And you can fool us, but you don't fool God. Amen? And you don't fool your angels because they're there when you're grumpy in the bathroom doing your hair. Isn't that a weird thing to think about? Your angels are everywhere. How many of you have ever thought that sometimes you need to apologize to your angel for maybe something you said or somewhere you went where you're not supposed to go? And they stayed in the car while you went into that place. Every one of you have an angel. Some of you have two angels depending on your calling and what you're involved in. The Bible says your angels are always before the Lord. You have an angel. When you were born, you have a guardian angel. His name might be Fred, I don't know. Or Harry. They have names. Glory to God. Kenneth Culpin saw his and he said his looks like Mr. Clean. You know, bald and, you know, Mr. Clean on the, that's what his angel looks like. Hallelujah. But they have personalities. They're real. You know, they made shows like Touched by an Angel. How many of you used to like to watch that show, Touched by an Angel? Pastor Judy and I, we always like that. Touched by an Angel. But they're here among us, praise God. But here James is saying, you know, you say you have faith, but you're not, you don't act like it. It says, you believe there is one God, you do well, even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works or corresponding actions, that's what it means, is dead. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, the son, to the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted him for righteousness. He was called the friend of God. So you see that a man is justified by works, not just by faith only. Likewise, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? Praise God. Now look at this. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works or corresponding actions is dead. Amen. Angels hearken to the word of God. They hearken, they look, they're attentive. 
are you operating in the love of God? Are you speaking the word? Are you complaining about a brother or sister? Are you judging this one? Are you judging that one? You could very much be putting your, your assignment on hold because you're not operating and acting and doing the word of God. Come on, amen? amen. Praise God. Faith without works is dead. Do we have dead faith? <laughs> Hallelujah. We talk about faith a lot around here. What faith is. But see, faith always has a corresponding action. And of course, one of the main corresponding actions is, I believe, therefore I speak. Amen? But if we understand the commandment of love, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, then you're also going to also act in love. So if you see somebody that's in need, James even brings this out, what are you going to do? You're going to do something about it? You're going to open your wallet and get some money out and minister to that person? Or are you going to say, be blessed, be warm, somebody else will take care of you? Amen. See, God sees everything. Your angel sees everything. And so we need to be aware of that. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 22. Awesome scripture. The whole book of chapter 12 is good in Hebrews. But it says, you have come to the Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. He's talking about the church. Us. Oh, glory to God. He's talking about the cloud of witnesses. That's her urging us on. That's that, that say, come on, you can do it. You can make it, man. You're living in the last of the last days. We wish you were, we were down there with you, but we're up here, and we're, praise God, we're your cheering section. Amen. Amen. Says so you can make it. So he says, you come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels. Ooh, glory, thousands upon thousands, tens of thousands. They're innumerable. They cannot be counted. Amen. Hallelujah. No wonder why the apostle said we are more than conquerors. Yeah. That we triumph in everything. Hallelujah. You see, when the apostle Paul was on that ship and it was about to be wrecked, an angel appeared to him. Amen. Amen. And he told the sailors, hey, Last night, an angel appeared before me, and he said, if you do this, <laughs> the ship is going down, but there'll not be a loss of one man. Praise God. Angels are with you when you fly on that airplane. Amen? Angels on assignment. I remember reading the story Years ago, testimony. In fact, it was a book, How to Live Like a King's Kid. <clears throat> and this man was actually flying one of those airlines. It was back in the 70s. And uh, <clears throat> the pilot came on the radio. They were a couple hours from landing and said, we're having problems with hydraulics in the airplane. There's a chance that the landing gear will not be able to come down and so on and so forth. And everybody started getting nervous. This man was filled with the Holy Ghost, 
filled with, with the Spirit, and he began to think, you know, well, first, well, he wasn't like everybody else, because he got excited, because it's graduation day. He started thinking, hey, in just a few minutes, I'm going to be walking the streets of gold, hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God, amen, I'm going down, hallelujah. Everybody else, of course, they were non-Christians on that plane, and the Holy Ghost spoke up on the inside and said, you are selfish. You are selfish. You are the only Christian probably on this plane, and you're ready to meet me, but they're not. So I want you to command your angels to fix this hydraulic system on this plane. And all of a sudden, he began to see a vision. God opened his eyes, and he saw the angels to begin to work on that hydraulic system. And it wasn't but a few moments, the pilot got on and said, folks, we now have hydraulics. We don't know how it happened. Intercessor that knew how to use and command his angels. Hallelujah. Praise God. God will, you know, your angels will protect you, but it's not just you only. They'll protect those around you. They will protect your family. They will protect your children until they make that decision for Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. The angels will work with you and for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Uh, in Exodus chapter 23, verse 20, the children of Israel were coming out of, the, of, of Egypt. And, and God says, behold, I send an angel before you to keep and guard you on the way to bring you to the place I have prepared. And folks, there is a place in God that he has prepared for you. And I'm telling you right now, there is an angel that's been assigned to you to bring you, to guard you, to keep you safe and bring you to that place where you're supposed to be at the appointed time. Amen. Amen. But you've got to cooperate. You've got to work the word. Be not hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The last scripture I want to share with you is Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 14. We should know this one, right? Are not angels all ministering spirits? The Amplified Bible says, servants, sent out in the service of God, for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation. How many of you ever wanted a personal assistant? You can't tell them to go make your bed. Would you clean the house today? We love that. No. But we can send them on spiritual assignments amen praise the lord almost every time we get in the car pastor judy will say you know no weapon formed against us will prosper we'll go and we'll return in safety we do that when we get on the airplanes or wherever we go because the word activates your angels angels among us they're angels praise god there are angels in this building tonight because they came with you. Hallelujah. They'll leave with you. 
They'll drive with you. Some of you need to watch your driving. Because when you drive 100 miles an hour over the speed limit, I don't know if they hang around. <laughs> Amen. <clears throat> Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Some of you need to apologize to your angels for the way you've been acting. Say, angel, I don't know your name, but I've I sure been foolish lately. I've been grumpy. I've been doing things I shouldn't be doing. And, you know, I know you're supposed to confess your sin to the Lord and so on and so forth, but sometimes the angels are here with you putting up with all this junk that you put them through. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. And when you leave this earth, if you go before the rapture, that angel that came with you at birth is going to transport you to heaven. Amen? Amen. Think about that. Your angel. You can just meditate on that, okay? Oh, you know, it's good to hear about angels, but you know, I don't know. They are as real as a person sitting next to you. They're not little wimps either. Hallelujah. They're mighty. Remember that scripture, they're mighty. Mighty. And listen, if there's something that they can't handle, they'll call upon the host. Hallelujah. They got some big ones out there that can come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One person said there's an angel called Shredder. <laughs> and he just shreds demons. Glory to God. You might have to get Shredder in your situation. Praise the Lord. Mighty. Mighty. And you know, we could talk about different categories of angels of course we know that there are seraphims and seraphims and and archangels gabriel is the archangel over the messenger angels michael is over the warring angels but whatever we need at any time they are there to minister and to assist us amen isn't that exciting i want you to go home tonight thinking there's an angel in your car there's an angel when you go to the grocery store. There's an angel with you wherever. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, angel. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. And we've all heard testimonies. There was one years ago about <clears throat> a little elderly lady that was going to get mugged and purse stolen and so on and so forth. She, she just backed up and said, have you met my angel? I guess why the angel took care of it. Come on now. But see, but you got to have faith. You got to have faith. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. You got someone bigger. It was your cousin that protected you, Judy, all the time. Hallelujah. But you didn't know, but you had an angel with you even then. Praise the Lord. And there are several times, if you can think about times when you should have been dead and your angel saved you. And some of you remember those times. You don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, 
you got out of the way of that car coming or something happened and it was a supernatural grace of God manifestation that took place in your life that kept you alive. Amen. I remember before I met Pastor Judy, I was, there was a uh, Oatman, Arizona, little gold mining town. My friend and I went up to, and we were going to take the children's church out in there. So we went up there, and uh, it was an old mining cave they could crawl into. You have to make sure there's no rattlesnakes or anything. So we had to check that out. Amen. And uh, <clears throat> so we, we did take a busload of our children up there and took them into that place. Nice safety. How many of you like us taking your kids to a... A cave like that, you know? And you walk up and you look down and you can't see the bottom. Huh? We did it safely, though. Believe me, we did it safely. But I was with him and we were walking around. And, and back then I wore cowboy boots all the time because I was in Arizona, right? And I was, you know, acted the part. <clears throat> so we were walking down this hill and there were cement. It was a mining Operation, so I had cement things here and there, everything. I was walking down the hill. My friend was already down looking there, <clears throat> and for some reason, I tripped. And I flipped, I went through the air, and I landed in this cement, whatever it was that you called it. And honestly, and I did hurt. I mean, I, I, I was, had a nice bruise on my behind for a while. But you know what? I could have hit my head. I could have broke something. But an angel protected. I, I know for a fact that an angel protected me from dying that day because it would have been a critical thing because I had no control of how I was falling or anything else. It just happened. Some of you have had those experiences. Amen? Maybe you fell off a ladder or something and, and God protected you from getting hurt seriously. See, we need to be mindful of these things. We need to be mindful that we have angels around us that's protecting us and thinking about that and, and making sure that we're walking in the love of God, that we are not in uh, unforgiveness or we're not offended or any of these things that could stop our angels from ministering in our behalf. That man said he was just a cranky attitude and his angels didn't want to go with him on that ministry trip. So he stood in the office and it wasn't for that intercessor to say, hey, you belong with so-and-so. Get, get out of here. Go. And they joined that man of God. Hallelujah. But how many of you want your angels to go with you and not stay home? Wherever you go. Hallelujah. Come on, let's stand up. Praise the Lord. Hey, man, I know it's a kind of different message tonight, but I just want to share that with you because it, hearing that testimony brought it to my attention that we're not aware of how the angels operate. They only operate within the framework of the word, framework of, the fa of faith, framework of love. Amen. Obedience to the Lord. Come on, lift up your hands. Praise the Lord. Father, we just thank you. We just thank you, glory to God. We worship you tonight. And Father, we thank you for the manifestation.
for the manifestation of your spirit tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We just thank you, Father. We just praise you. We worship you. Minister to your people tonight in a mighty way. Minister to your people. Glory to God. Glory to God. We praise you tonight. We praise you tonight, Father. Hallelujah. Could we sing that song again? Show me your face. <clears throat> Let's just minister to him. Pastor Judy, do you have something? <clears throat> I just want to say this too. If you're an intercessor and you're praying, I'm telling you, there are angels protecting you. Yeah, can we have intercessors and, come down? And uh, if, if you're an intercessor, you have a call to that and you can come down. I remember when uh, we were in Arizona and, and I was praying. I, I, I was basically running the whole prayer ministry of the church. And we would open the church every morning at six o'clock and we just, I was just always praying. It was just, it was like a grace on me. And it was probably, I don't know, four or five hours a day. And I remember one night I woke up in the middle of the night, you know, cause we were praying for the whole world to get saved. And uh, I woke up in the middle of the night startled and there was this huge intercessor in my doorway. I mean, not intercessor, angel. And it was like a warring angel. I mean, I remember it to this day. I remember the outfit. I remember it was like he had armor on. He had his arms spread across the doorway, his legs. And I was like, I was so startled. And I woke up and I was like, what is that? What is that, God? And he said, because of your prayer, because you're interceding, because you're standing in the gap, Hallelujah. I've sent him to protect you. And I knew, I mean, it was just so God. And I'm telling you. You got those, you're, 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 you're being used of God as an intercessor. You're praying and, and God is protecting you. I mean, the angels are protecting you. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. We need intercessors. People that will yield their lives. And just, just in case you don't know what an intercessor is, it's, it's somebody that's standing in the gap for somebody else. It's getting the ear of the king for others, getting the ear of the king for the nation, getting the ear of the king for your families, for your church. You're getting the, you're standing in the gap for Jesus. others. That's what an intercessor is. Yes. Hallelujah. Now we believe that As we pray for you tonight, as the Holy Spirit, you'll be even more sensitive to the voice of the Lord. Amen. In the area of prayer and speaking to you about people and countries. Intercessors many times there could be could be an intercessor for a living word. There are intercessors that intercede for the whole world, different countries. Yeah, the intercessor, just like that man that, that went into this preacher's office. He was an intercessor, so he had the authority 
to send those angels that were left behind by this man of God to join him, go. They're standing in the gap. They didn't, maybe didn't want to, but because he was an intercessor, he stood in the gap and just go. Go and assist that man. And because of that, the ministry was successful on the other end. Amen? Amen. Woo, hallelujah.